0: Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering five conversations from Season 3, Episode 23, our discussion on the role patient advocates play in supporting all the various stakeholders in the Nash and NAFLD communities. This conversation starts with Jorn Schottenberg, talking about how Achim got him involved with dealing with politicians and the government in Germany, and how much Jorn has learned in the process about the complexities and challenges in getting support for fatty liver policies and funding. In response to a question that I ask, Andrew and Achim go on to talk about the similarities and differences between the legislative systems in the two countries and what that entails in terms of how to work an audience. Achim and Andrew each share a fascinating comment on the concept of how lobbying a public official works, different in some ways, quite similar in others. Enjoy. As you will hear, patient advocates have a different point of view, but they are truly interesting people who play a critical role in the fatty liver ecosphere. So sit back, listen. Enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion. This week's episode, though, is something I'm really excited about. We are going to be talking about the role of patient advocate today. We have with us uh, Andrew Scott, who our listeners know well. I guess, what, Andrew, fourth time you've been with us, fifth time, something like that?
1: Yeah, it's been a few. Excited every time,
0: though. It's good every time. People like it when you come on this podcast, so we're happy to have you back. We'd be happy to have you back anyway, but they like it, and that doesn't hurt. And then we have Achim Kaus with us. Achim, this is your first time on podcast, right? Yeah. That's okay. right. And before we say hi to Louise and Yorn and kick off the conversation, do do our listeners a favor, take a couple of minutes and tell them about yourself and your history, your experience, what you do, how you got to doing this for a living, what you like best about it. And then at the end, one thing our audience would not know if you did not tell them. Your competition includes things like professional athletes, recording musicians, and um, a Neil Henderson story about a talent show in med school that I can't repeat because it's only marginally G-rated. So, um, so but, but you, you've got tough competition. At any rate, Achim, floor is yours. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, thank you. I hope I fulfill all expectations. Yeah, well, my name is Eben Kautz. I'm from Germany. I'm a patient advocate now for more than two decades in the field of liver disease. I was a former CEO of the German Liver Health Association. I has helped up to create a European umbrella organization, ELPA, European Liver Patient Association. A long time ago, I was active in creating the World Hepatitis Alliance. I was co-responsible at least for five WHO resolutions and And yeah, so my core purpose really is to listen to patients, patients' demands, and translate this to doctors, scientists, and politicians. And that is what I'm focusing here. And now to beat what is the secret of my former professional life, I was for more than 10 years a professional circus artist. So juggling, walking on a rope, uh, acrobatic, artistic, and I guess it helps a lot because doing patient advocacy you need to juggle to hold all the possibilities in your hands up to five balls at the same time it's not a problem for me and maybe that is a point why i've managed all these things in the past
0: Uh, so in your circus career were you a juggler? What, what, what circus skills did you perform?
2: Um, I do all the things with equibalistic. means I hold balance on a rope, on a roller-roller, a roll bread, a roll bread, juggling, balancing, doing a lot of fire performances, a lot of things and a lot of acrobatic, partner acrobatic things. And I did it professional. I had a management in Berlin, and I traveled around more or less 10 years with events throughout Europe and make big shows uh, not only the stages, but also to well,
0: that certainly puts you in the uh, medal round of our best ever. Andrew, let me turn to you for a second. Give me what you think is the best metaphor combining Achim's two careers: circus performing and Achim. Let's let, let's let Andrew do this one. What do you think is the best metaphor?
1: You know, that is a good question, and I'll say something about joy and the joy that you would bring your audience watching you. You're also bringing to patient advocates, you know, as we try to improve their lives and, and change. Politics policies and more. I mean, maybe something something about that connection there. I'm trying to think of a good good metaphor to kind of, uh, you know, draw the through line, but yeah.
0: Andrew, that's really brilliant because I'm sure I'm not alone in going to things like Achim went to, like how many things can you juggle at once? How strong is your core? When you're on a unicycle and somebody blows the wrong way, how do you stay up when the world is trying to knock you over? I, I would never have gone to anything that uplifting. Uh, it, we all know why you are so good at what you do and such great guests when you come on here. That was fantastic.
2: Maybe one, one key learning is, um, so the cat I was used to entertain people and I was used to translate simple things into a story. And I think that's very helpful for being a patient advocate. So because you need to go to politicians, you need to make them understandable what is the issue. And that is something, so once you have learned this in a professional way, and by the way, I'm also a scientist for communication. So this was my second short career. So I think I can combine it and use it best for uh, yeah, doing advocacy work for patients.
1: I'll go next. My husband and I support a charity called Shooting Stars Children. Children's Hospice, and we donated um, money and bought a private viewing in one of the major cinemas in London. So we re-premiered Four Weddings and a Funeral yesterday for about 100 friends and family in support of shooting stars Children's Hospice. So it was a lovely day and it's personal to us because we sort of spoofed our wedding based on this film. So it was a bit of entertainment. Some people had seen it, some people hadn't and everybody giggled and moaned and groaned in the right places. So it's just a great movie and it was a bit of fun for
0: charity. It's a fantastic movie. Great choice. Very interesting. Okay, go ahead, Andrew Yorn.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually in business school at night, and my quarter just ended last week, so partway through, uh, you know, finished up a class or multiple classes, and now I've got a little break for at least a week and a half before a new set of classes starts, so that's always nice to kind of get, it, get something done there, and uh, that felt good.
0: With that, why don't we get started? I think you've kind of dove into this a little bit already, but questions first to, to Andrew and to Achim, I've got four of them. How you define your mission? How you came to work in NAFLD and NASH? Achim, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear the transition from Circus. Certainly, I think Andrew, yours is a little simpler. And then what do you consider the three most important elements of your work? Let's let's stop there. There's a fourth question, but we'll come back to that after those three. Um, brave one, go first.
2: Okay, so just two minutes, uh, not two hours. <laughs> okay. Um, well, as I said, I was the CEO of the Job Development Association, and I was confronted right at the beginning years with the fact that we had a big proportion of obese people who suffer from liver disease. And it was that at that time, it was around 2002. So there were simply no answers from scientists and others. so And I think that is something so that has continued over time. And what has really started was a section that it was around 10 years. I was still responsible at the time for liver cancer patient face-to-face consultancy. And I was confronted first time with a patient who suffered from liver cancer because he had NASH. And that was something so wow, maybe we had forgotten something to communicate. And at that time, we started to work in the field, more concentrated on the field of Method Nash. Yeah, this is uh, how I started now, this journey now for 12 years, and I've learned a lot. And going to the project, I think it would be first interesting, Andrew, if you can tell me your background and your motivation and your mission. Yeah, so I mean, that's
1: very, you know, I will say the liver for me has become a passion, but it was not always what defined my my kind of career. I've always worked in in public health and health policy. I, I studied public health for my degree, and then also worked in government affairs for a pharmaceutical company. And then as a consultant representing a variety of different medical device and oncology industry companies. And and then I finally ended up at GLI. And really what drew me to GLI was our mission, which is essentially to elevate liver health policy to what we believe is its rightful place on on the global public health agenda based on its prevalence and impact. What is so critical is that during my other roles, you know, sitting on the other side of the table, so to speak, the industry side, and then shifting to the patient advocacy side you really learn the value of advocacy. You know, advocacy is the action that really supports the implementation of policies. And patient voice is so critical in that. So when we look at our organization and the role that we play, you know, outside of that kind of high level mission, how can we, you know, as I mentioned, you know, how can we elevate the patient voice and get patients a seat at the table so that they can tell their story and influence change. Uh, and that is also what has kind of led to our organization really prioritizing NASH and NAFLD is because many of those patients were not given any seat at the table for so long. And we thought this was an unmet need, not only in treatment and care, but also in policy. And that's where we thought we could come in and provide a valuable tool to get a seat at the table to hopefully shift change and lead to more of a conversation. And I've been excited to use my experience on that industry government affairs lobbying side to kind of provide some tools to our advocacy efforts and to hopefully kind of be action oriented and really kind of shift change and collaborate, right? Collaborate with our partners in the EU and more. I mean, we can't do this alone and no voice is, is powerful enough alone. So we need to all come to the table together, work together, and it's about elevating patients as part of that. And and it's been a great uh, experience so far. And I think every year, we've talked about this in past years, but it's been great to see every year the NASH policy movement continue to pick up steam.
2: Yeah, and maybe I can jump in here, Andrew, because I think you mentioned one very interesting thing. I think we, from the patient advocacy side, we have one big advantage. We have experience. Well, we have managed, I think, a fantastic journey in hepatitis C. So and all the learnings over these years from specific for hepatitis C, we can transfer it now to the Nuffled nash policy advocacy work. And I think what you said is absolutely right. Addressing the issues to politicians or the stakeholders who are able to change the landscape, we need to create one voice. And we need to create it in a way that those people understand really the needs and the circumstances of those who are affected or at high risk to have NAFLD-NASH. And I guess that is the main work currently we're all doing and things that going on here in Europe for example is um, we have worked together with Easel on a patient lay version of a patient guideline and you are part of this I think this is a very successful element now because advocacy is a mixture of tool and tactics so we have now a more proper tool we can use over Europe but also globally if we extend and the other thing is I think that is something so we have some specific setting in some countries to bring the different disciplines who are working with NASH patients from the scientific point of view, bring them together. And I think so what we have achieved now here in my country last year was the first ever statement from all the different disciplines to our government saying, hey, hello, we need some NASH actions. And it was great because it was that we had the first time that the field of hepatology has widened up to the whole diabetic field, the whole cardio field, but also to others, nutrition, et cetera, public health. And I think creating this voice from the scientific point of view, but also from the patient point of view, and then the alignment to go out with one message, that is the work we should do for this year to address things in a way that we can work on a specific agenda.
0: And now, back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. I am off to Barcelona for the Innovations in Care 2022 conference. We'll be back next week with a wrap-up episode on this exciting inaugural conference. If you're listening Wednesday night, Thursday, or in Europe, India, and the Middle East Friday morning, you can still register for the virtual link to the Innovations conference. That link appears on the Surfing Nash website. Until then, stay safe surf on. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.